International. Friends, welcome back to I Learn Nothing, a comedy podcast about philosophy. This is episode 27. Uh, my name's Pat Dean. You know, earlier uh, last year, I said to myself, Pat, you don't know a lot about anything, but the thing you know probably the least amount about is philosophy. So I said to myself, who is the man that would risk his life for his brother man? And teach you about philosophy. My main man, Ben Sholock. Ben! Ben! <laughs> you're damn right. You're damned Ben. Uh, ben, you're a, uh, a philosophy major from Princeton University, and you've graciously offered to uh, donate your time to mm-hmm. a sad sack of shit like myself. And what a sack of shit you are hey. for, for making me do this. No, I, I just want to learn. And, and do you, you? Yeah. Well, uh, the first 26, I learned things. The first 26 episodes... Yeah. Uh, were driven by uh, a purity of curiosity. Right. Uh, but this episode is driven by pure spite. Well, I don't know what you mean by that, but... Who are we talking about today? Heidegger. <laughs> Martin Heidegger. Yeah. I thought you loved this guy. Yeah. Two separate occasions on this show, I've told you how much I hate this guy and how he's an unapologetic Nazi. Well, so are you! <laughs> I apologized for it. Oh, That's oh. the difference. Yeah, Ben is a former uh, Nazi. A former Nazi. But <laughs> Yes. What a weird thing to say. Oh, me? I'm a former Nazi. Yeah. You might recognize me from TV. I'm that former I'm, Nazi. I'm that former Nazi. That was what? always kind of funny to me when you would watch these, like, those, those, like, trashy daytime talk shows, and it was, like, like the Jenny Jones show or whatever, and, like... Or like, Ricky Lake? Yeah, and they just have people on who are like, yeah, I used to be a Nazi. And you're like, why are you telling people this? <laughs> well, because uh, apparently you can just get away with it. Uh, yeah. Because this guy is a celebrated uh, philosopher... He has influenced so many different people. So he is he is a uh, a it, still f- influential. He's one of the most important philosophers of the 20th century. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. He's extremely important. I just knew you didn't like him. Well, so that's the thing. This is this is going to be a very interesting episode, I think, because Will uh, it? I hope so. I don't know. I love Santa people. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Do have you? Is it? Have you? I've talked about that guy uh I used to work with who did that, right? No. There was this Mark guy Mediger? His name actually, I swear to God, is Martin. <laughs> That's weird. And he was this guy that I used to work with, and he was, um, I think, like he was obviously. Was like, he also a Nazi? No, I don't think so. He was, he was a little spectrum. Most Martins are Nazis. Ma- this guy was a Nazi. Martin Urbano. Martin Urbano was a big time Nazi. That guy's got some real problems. Yeah. He got some skeletons in the closet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Six but- million. Six million <laughs> skeletons, skeletons in Martin Urbano's closet. <laughs> Man, that guy has been pretty successful lately, yeah. so it's very sad that it's going to come out that he's a card-carrying member of the Nazi party. Mm-hmm. Um, so this guy, Martin, that I worked with, he was a little spectrum man. Yeah. I don't know what his deal was, but he worked at Barnes & Noble for like 12 years. He was like, he was I just... I think you told me this story, but go. This at is, the same position. So yeah, he would he would just go like... I'd just be sitting there, and he would just go, does it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he would just say that all the time. Does it? To, to what in response to someone else to dead silence he would say that well that's very weird and so after about a week or so i was like 
hey, let me ask you something. Why do you, why do, you do that? Why do you go, does it? Like, why do you do that? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you know, because it's kind of like if someone says, um, you know, um, this does this. This does 25 miles an hour. Does it? And I'm like, well, yeah, but no one's saying yeah. anything. And he's like, yeah. And then ever since then, we did it to each other all the time. We're like, I'd walk past him and I would just go, have you? And he goes, should she? <laughs> it's a great time. Me and Martin. So strange. Yeah, there's a lot of weird guys that work there. There's a guy who worked in the uh, receiving department who just smelled so bad. Yeah. He smelled so bad. He's been receiving all day long. But he had like gelled hair. Yeah. So like he clearly cared about his personal appearance, but not his hygiene. And he had a wife and stuff. There was an older man, a very conservative man there, who was retired and just worked at Barnes & Noble just to uh-huh. do something, and he refused to take breaks. You were given a 15-minute break, and like I'd walk over and be like, hey, I'm here to relieve you for your break. And he's like, no, I don't take breaks. I'm like, all right. What a loser. <laughs> he was very odd. There's a lot of weird <laughs> people. sounds like he sucks. He wasn't, like, he was fine. Like, he was just this guy who would just be like, well, you know, uh, liberals. Yeah. And I'd just go, all right. Well, like I said, he sounds like he sucks. Yeah, kind of. I mean, but at least someone who doesn't take breaks and, and rails against his imagined political enemies. Is, yeah, he had <laughs> imagined political enemies. He's a fucking bookseller. Yeah, not even. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a, he make, he's not Barnes, nor is he noble. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. The, the head of it was this yeah, guy. I'm the professor of philosophy at Princeton University. Right. So you know these and, things. Yeah, and Pope of Chilitown. The uh, the guy I think it was the CEO was this guy named Steve Riggio, mm-hmm. and we used to. Uh, Talk, pretend that Steve Riggio is a 1920s gangster. So we just go, <laughs> it sounds like it. All right, look, it's me, Steve Riggio, kid. I know two things, broads and books. And that was like a little bit that we would do. Sex with another man, real guy. Man, we, we, we made <laughs> shit money. I made no money working yeah. there, but it was so much fun. It was just great. Yeah, I remember and Tywin's brother worked there. Oh, yeah. There was... Ooh, you, mm, I don't know. Okay. Can we tell the story? <laughs> it's up to you. So, there was this guy that I work with. I think his name was Quan, but mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong. And he was, I believe, from Vietnam. He spoke English totally fine. Mm-hmm. He understood it totally fine. But he had, like, a very thick accent. Like, very yeah. thick. Okay. Like, pick, you, know, you know, like, my stomach? Mm-hmm. That's his accent. <laughs> and so, you were supposed to say when somebody would, would, would buy a book... You're supposed to try to push the Barnes and Noble membership card. Yeah, and you'd, you'd have to say, "Do you have a Barnes and Noble membership card?" Mm-hmm. And if people said no, you were technically supposed to ask them, "Oh, you want to buy one?" Blah blah blah. Yeah. But no one no, hardly no, no. ever did. Okay. So yeah. he has a really thick accent. So uh-huh. he would ask people, "Do you have a Barnes and Noble membership card?" Yeah. But because of his accent, also by the way, this is just what his voice sounded like. Uh-huh. Not a big deal. This is <laughs> legitimately what his voice sounded like. Okay. It would come out. <laughs> And they go, what? And he would go, and they'd just be like, no, they didn't know what he was saying. Yeah. And then so he'd ring them up and be like, all right, your total's, you know, 20 bucks. And they go, oh, here's my membership card. And it would blow his mind. He yeah. was like, what the fuck? And like one day he said, he goes, Pat, I don't understand. Like I asked these people if they have a Barnes and Noble membership card. Yeah. They always say no. And then they give me a Barnes and Noble membership card. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty weird. I never told him. Because what am I supposed to say? Oh, because your fucking accent. Like yeah. what, am I supposed to, what, what am I possibly supposed to say to that? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that with a ba na ma ka. Ba na ma ka. And, and again, <laughs> sorry. This is what his fucking voice sounded like. It's not a big deal. 
My grandparents had raging Irish accents. If yeah. I did an impression of them, it's Boys, just... do I have a margin over membership card? <laughs> I ain't even on the membership card. Give me a margin over membership card or I'll fucking fight you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ben, that's kind of problematic. But Quan ruled. That was a fun, that was a fun yeah. job. We just did 1920s gangster accents. Fucking Quan was hanging out. Mm-hmm. Martin's losing his mind. We had a great time. One dude won't take a break because of his... Because he, you can't, you know what? You can't let your guard down with all these liberals around. <laughs> right? Especially the Northern Virginia area too. That that, yeah. that was that was around the time where where, where Virginia went blue, largely <laughs> well, because sense. of the Northern Virginia population. So right, every vote matters. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Apparently, yeah, yeah. Does it though? Well, not Nazi Germany, uh, and that's what we're get to talk about today. Ah, uh, yes, we're talk about uh, the late great Nazi Germany. Right. Um, so where to even begin? Do you know anything else about this guy? You already know some of it, some of this guy. Some of the previous episodes, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that he was still an influential guy. I thought everybody kind of disowned him because of his Nazi. Views. Well, actually, so that's been a huge problem. It's been his Nazism. Guess what? It's been a huge problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the thing. His uh, his philosophy is actually really interesting. Uh, it's like directly influenced modern existentialism. Uh, directly influenced uh, South. <laughs> Uh, oh, that uh, guy, that yeah. the pervert. Yeah, the pervert. Um, and uh, what else? He, I mean, he influenced uh, mm-hmm. like deconstruction. Uh, he influenced reconstruction. Not reconstruction. Of the South. That was before him. During uh, the after the Civil War. Was, yeah, before him. Before yeah. he was even born. Really? Yep. You sure? Pretty sure. What Pretty else did he influence? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Being he a Nazi. He influenced Nazis. <laughs> so weird. Um, he influenced the uh, a lot of postmodernist thinkers. Um, like uh, Gilles Deleuze, uh, Jacques Derrida, and there's some other fucking perverts that he influenced, but I can't remember. But they're all either French or Jewish or both. So weird. That's what's weird, yeah. Yeah, because of the... Uh, because of the Nazism. Yeah, the unpleasantness. Yeah, the unapologetic Nazism that he never apologized for. Never, ever, ever apologized for. Did, he, did people ask him to? Yeah, a bunch of people did. <laughs> a lot that's of people weird. did. But he never was did. He, but he didn't... Did he have those beliefs, or was it just a thing? No, he. So that's the thing. It kind of goes he, into he, his philosophy. He dated that 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 Jewish philosopher. Yeah. That so we that was before so Nazism was a thing. He dated uh, Hannah Arendt. Didn't. Oh, okay. So I didn't know this. I did, so I knew that they uh, that they smashed. Yeah. But I didn't know the context in which they smashed. What on earth does that fucking mean? So <laughs> um, by candlelight, is that what you mean? No, 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 no. So I I thought that they just straight up dated. Uh, that's not true at all. He was married and had an affair with her. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, and she was his like direct student. So he was like her professor student. Sort Whoa. Of too. So this, this is like a scandal and a half. This is this is this is hot as it's hell. It's hot as hell. It's so hot. Dude, it's a teacher. Banging and a it's, and it's, she's Jewish and he's a Nazi. He's a na- it's a Nazi student. Well, he wasn't a Nazi yet. Nazism wasn't a thing yet. No. Okay. That's pretty. That's kind of weird. Yeah. It's what a tight. weird life. I mean, he had a he had a crazy life. It was a pretty cool life, I guess. Yeah, except for I the, mean, if you don't mind being a Nazi, which he didn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't mind being a Nazi. Yeah, Hi, I'm a Nazi. It's not so bad. It's not that bad. You want to talk about philosophy? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was uh, what a jerk. Yeah, he was uh, barred from teaching for uh, a whole five years uh, after. Uh, after 1945, 1945 to 1950, he was barred from teaching in any way at all as part of the denazification period in Germany. But what, like, what do you think his first class back was like? 
You're sitting in class. He just walks in. He just looks at you and he just goes, all right, guys, my bad. I uh, fucked up. Well, I don't know. Oh, no, he didn't apologize. He never really apologized. He kind of like came close to apologizing. But I think that he was like, <laughs> he always thought of himself as so brilliant that like, if he apologized, that means that he was wrong and he didn't want to think of himself as being wrong. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. It's very weird. We, we'll talk about this. We'll get into we'll, it. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it. Um, Calm down. So I guess we should talk about his background uh, because that's, uh, that's actually pretty important. Um, I bet it is. So uh, he was born in uh, Southern Germany. Which was like kind of the birthplace of Nazism, and Southern Germany, yeah, Southern Germany, and uh, Southern Germany was also super Catholic, like extremely Catholic, uh, and that's like that's how he grew up. He was uh, raised super super Catholic. Hmm. He like was gonna be a priest and uh, went to seminary and stuff before he had he had kind of this like philosophical break with the church. He kind of stopped believing and all that shit. Um, and uh but right up until then up until he was like i don't know maybe in his like early 20s he was like on the path to just being a priest he was gonna go back home to his like town and be like the local parish parish priest or whatever that's what my dad was gonna do yeah he was gonna be a priest did you know that oh mm, uh, yeah i did know that my father mm-hmm. <laughs> he's now a judge who murders dogs well retired but yeah he he was yeah, he yeah. had to kill a few dogs. <laughs> Wait, okay, what what exactly was that? Why did why was there a judge needed to murder dogs? Well, Can you know, talk about that a bit. Dogs have every um, much as right under the Constitution as is human. No, I don't he, think they do. Yeah, no, they have no saying. rights. They're dogs. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> why did they need a judge to make? This well, decision? because these these weren't. It's not like my my father was walking around shooting dogs in the head with like a a gun in, inside a cane, like a Bond villain or something. <laughs> he was um he was he was a judge. Uh, he saw he heard a lot of cases from the Department of Health, uh-huh. and this involved dogs biting people. Okay. So he kind of was in charge of deciding if the dogs lived or if the dogs were brutally murdered. <laughs> But these are bad dogs. They bit yeah. people and hurt people. Okay. How did they? How did they die? How, did, how, how, how were they murdered? Uh, they they were drowned in the Potomac. <laughs> <laughs> it was so strange about it is that DC law is that did he have to do it himself? No, the owner had to do it. You, you were forced to to drown your dog in the Potomac, and he and he watched and he sang "My Country Tis Thee" as he watched. Yeah. <laughs> The life drain from the dogs. Was Look, it sort of the way that you draw on cats, where you put it in a, in a bag and you just wait for the bag to stop, <laughs> no, to stop moving? You grab them by the scruff of their neck uh-huh. and you just put them in the water. <laughs> and what's so what's so sad is that it's it, he did it in like very shallow yeah. parts of the dog. The rest of the dog's body was was it was only the head that was yeah. submerged. Very cruel man, my father. Yeah, it was a different time, and this you're, we're talking about yeah, like 1990 was was way different. We're talking about 2016. It was a different fucking time, dude. <laughs> pre-trump yeah so anyway it? so yeah my dad killed dogs yeah but anyway back to uh blood another heavy obama years uh, yeah oh man the obama years were very good to my dad's bloodlust yeah <laughs> you know dog bloodlust he was just he was that's why i voted for him he's like this guy wants me to kill these dogs yeah and i'm gonna do it and he's just making that up like he's just like dad he never said that that's not he looks at me i remember my dad looked at me and he goes dog murder is my business and he leaned so close to me and he said and business is good <laughs> and he and he kept leaning in closely like he just stared yeah. at me for like a minute and a half and i was too petrified to say anything he goes patrick yeah i'm only interested in two things yeah 
murdering dogs and interpreting the law. He just loved it. He loves the law. Out of dogs. (laughs) They just interpreted law. (laughs) (laughs) He did that in his off time, too. Just come home and interpret things. (laughs) It was a strange upbringing. His robe. He just wore his black robe all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Nothing underneath. And he made it known. Like, he'd sit at his... um, He put his, like, leg up on one table. Yeah. And I'd just go, oh, great. There's my dad's ball sack. And then he would also, like, during... The uh, the actual cases, uh-huh. he'd sit down. He go, you know, order in the in the, in the court. He, he'd hit his gavel. He go, I'm Judge John Dean, and yes, I'm wearing nothing under this robe. So let's <laughs> proceed. Yeah, he was in a. There was. Do you remember when there was an earthquake in the D.C. area about three years ago? Maybe three or four oh. years ago. There was an, there was a small really? earthquake. Yeah, and it wasn't like no, nobody got hurt or anything. But I believe it was about three or four years ago. And my dad was in was hearing a case, and uh, it was being recorded. And then the earthquake happened. And so you just hear my dad talking, and you see something like, hey, am I crazy, or is the, the, the ground moving right now? He's, he's kind of, like, freaked out a little bit. Yeah. And the guy that was trying the case just couldn't care less. He was, like, some, like, Haitian dude. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, it's an earthquake. It's not a big deal. And just kept doing the case. And my well, dad of course, was the like, Haitian guy is yeah. fucking look phased by it. No, not at all. My dad was like, no, we should probably stop this right now, because we might, you know, yeah. die from like, the this earthquake. Is, this is such a weak earthquake. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. That guy couldn't have cared less. Right. I wonder what he's doing now. Probably being know. very calm somewhere. Yeah. Very, very calm. So this Heidegger guy. Heidegger. What? Heidegger. That's what I said. He, he said, you know what? I don't care. You can mispronounce his name if you want. Oh. Um, here comes Ben. <laughs> here comes Ben. <laughs> ben on the warpath. The old Pope of Chili Town. Um, <laughs> You're the Chili Pope. <laughs> the Chili Pope. Um, what were we talking about? Other than your murderous dad? <laughs> oh, this guy in his background. How he? Oh, yeah. So he was Catholic. He was going to be a priest. Um, barred from teaching for five years. Barred from well, that's later. Yeah, seems like a light sentence. Yeah, you'd think. I well, mean, I mean, he he didn't actually was, kill any Jews or anything like that. He was. I just, mean, I guess it was his profession that he was denied, but still, like five years. I mean, I don't know. It's heavier than what we gave a lot of Nazi scientists that directly contributed to the war. Oh yeah. <laughs> Instead, they got the horrible, uh, <laughs> the horrible punishment of U.S. citizenship. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah. you know, half those fuckers had to help us get to the moon, so they had to live in what? Like, fucking... Where was that? Where was the Manhattan Project, I believe? Well, it was the Manhattan in, uh, Project was what, was what uh, gave us the, the bomb. Oh, that's the atomic bomb, yeah. You're talking about pro- there was Project Paperclip. That's when we smuggled all these Nazi scientists over to the U.S., half of which uh, helped us out with MK Ultra, which was uh, the program where we uh, just, like, dosed uh, unsuspecting U.S. civilians with uh, lsd mk ultra mm-hmm. which definitely that sounds like a late 90s fighting game for like the N- nintendo gamecube yeah it'd be that'd mk be a ultra game. well there was killer instinct gold yeah god mk ultra was so weird you know who was under mk ultra uh whitey bulger what whitey bulger really yeah you know that guy yeah the, yeah. the criminal yeah what about wasn't the fuck what, what's that Unabomber. guy the unabomber he was he was he was in mk ultra too yeah mm-hmm. huh Anyway, well, so that was look, because you, of you can't science. win them all. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you're going to do experiments, and sometimes they're going to produce criminals, criminals who have killed many, many people. Yeah. Is the Unabomber dead? Did they put him to death? I don't. I don't think, think so. so. I no, think. I think in, he's just in like a supermax. His right brother now. turned him in with the knowledge that he wouldn't be put to death. I yeah. think. What about the Unabomber? What should you do? Uh, what's his philosophy? He's got some philosophies. Oh, he does. He has a manifesto. It's pretty crazy. Well, maybe we probably shouldn't do it. 
I don't know. We could try it. Anyway, let's let's we're not we're getting distracted. No, we're not. Well, we're having a great time. Oh well, you know what else? Project Paper. So Project Paperclip also brought uh, like uh, Nazi like rocket scientists, and that included Werner von Braun, who is buried uh, behind uh, Gay Jim's parents' house. Our friend Gay Jim. Oh, Gay Jim. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, shithead Jimmy. Shithead Jimmy. Gay Jim sounds yeah. like Gaijin. Mm. Yeah, it does. And he's Japanese. Oh, anyway, we have an announcement about Gay Jim, don't we? Oh, yes. Our friend Jim, you know, we we, we brought him up multiple times uh-huh. on this podcast, uh, just saying that um, he's, he's a, a shithead. A shithead and, and uh, you know... A, 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 just cooks gourds and, like, just is obsessed with tea. He's just, he's just the lamest person. Yeah, he's not... He's transphobic. Yeah, he's very transphobic. Uh, he's uh, xenophobic. He uh, hates white people. He hates men. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of problems he's got a lot of problems no none of that is true uh but uh, actually at all <laughs> but he uh yeah he's a professional photographer yeah. who up until t- literally, literally 10 minutes today. ago yeah. <laughs> didn't have an instagram account and right. then he just messaged me and said hey follow me back on instagram yeah and i haven't yet two shoes too many two sho- at two shoes too many yeah. the official photographer of i learn nothing yeah You'll notice we have no photos up. <laughs> he's also taken no photos of us for this. Yeah, yeah. But he's our official photographer. So mm-hmm. follow at Two Shoes Too Many. He has posted literally nothing. Yeah, he just got it ten minutes ago. I haven't followed him back yet. I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you because he was on it. Then he then he stopped doing it and yeah. it, it hurt me. Also because he's a photographer and it's like he's worse than Kevin. I don't know why we associate ourselves with these people. Oh who God, are who have horrible, no horrible social media creative types who have no social media. Yeah. Hey, you know what's you know uh, you know what's a good way to get your uh, your photos out there? Yeah, uh, maybe through an app that is just photos, just for photos. You can't even post literally just for photos on yeah. that. It's just photos. And then, hey, are you a musician? You know, there's like a lot of them out there, right? You know right. how they get their name out there? Yeah. Social media, how Kevin. About SoundCloud. Have you ever heard of SoundCloud? Hey, Kevin, Kevin you ever heard of SoundCloud? You SoundCloud, fuck? Kevin, you fucking idiot, you asshole. And he and he listens to these shows. Yeah. And so does my sister, my unnamed sister. Yeah. Who is just some person? Yeah. Yeah, not a creative bone in her body. <laughs> That's what that sounded like. And I apologize. No, she does stuff. She's very creative. Well, she does meaningful things. She's more things. creative than anyone, anyone else because she's had two children. Yeah, well, yeah. That's like literally, literally the most creative thing you can do. Co-creator. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, she does meaningful things while we just talk. Yeah. <laughs> just talk about dead men. Dead men. This guy is so dead. Yeah, this podcast should just be so, just in parentheses. It should either nothing in parentheses. Talking about dead men. Talking about Tom about dead men. Tom about dead men. And a couple dead dead women. So this guy was going to be a priest. He's going to be a priest. What? And then he just decided no. He said he was too smart for God. Well, kind of. Yeah, this guy had a bit of an ego to him. Oh, you know what did he did it. when his mom died? Uh, what? So his mom, his mom was on his deathbed, on her deathbed, and uh, she was devastated when he told her like a few years earlier that. Uh, he had parted ways with the church that he was like not he's like I'm not Catholic anymore I don't believe in this he anymore. walks a lonely road now he walks a lonely road now and she was devastated because she's like super Catholic and also loves her son and so she's like I can't believe that this son that I have that I love is going to hell because he doesn't believe in Catholicism anymore. right and so he had he was like had this very guilty conscience about this not because he thought he was going to hell but he was just mad that he upset like, his mother himself that he upset his mom so much uh, but I mean, what he did was, and he recorded this in his journal, is uh, 
he's like, luckily, you know, I, I can give her some solace uh, knowing that I have finished my masterpiece. And he left a copy of his masterpiece being in time. <laughs> the man, He left the manuscript just under, left. under her hand as she died <laughs> on her deathbed. Jeez, that's yeah. weird. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> but he what gave he's her doing, a book? Yeah, his wrote? book. His book. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Doesn't that suck? Yeah, that's not Yeah, what good. a fucking asshole. Yeah. Um, but he thought it was like a good thing he was doing. Right? He was, like, he was like, no, she'll like this. This is good for her. I hate this guy. Yeah, you, it sounds like you have some problems with him. Anyway, yeah. Well, what sucks the most is that he has a really interesting philosophy. That's interesting. Yeah, we should get into it, huh? Let's talk about it. So this okay. guy, former priest, loved fucking his students. Loved fucking his students. Physically and societally, it sounds like. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, had a complicated relationship with his mother. Good Lord. Um, Don't we all? <coughs> I mean, not as much as this guy. No. Um, I think our, our relationships with our mothers are, are fairly uncomplicated. Yeah, mine, mine is fine. Which yeah. I talk to her every four days and yeah. lie about how I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Just tell her I'm doing fine. She doesn't worry. Same. I'm fine, Mom. Yep. Doing good, Mom. Doing good. Doing I good. love you. I have a lot of meaningful relationships in my life <laughs> and a satisfying work. Yep. Love you. Then I hang up the phone and just stare at a wall. <laughs> just look at it all day long. The rest of the day, yeah, I just stare. You have to like, you have to uh, pencil in that call with your mom because it's it's fifteen hours long. The phone call itself is twenty minutes. Yeah, but then you need the other the fourteen and forty minutes to just kind of stare. Get over how much I'm lying to my mother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, things are good. <laughs> Nothing bad is happening. Okay. Goodbye. Does, does your mom know you have diabetes? Yes. Okay. So just making sure. She does, she does now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> does she listen? I don't think so. I don't think my mom knows what podcasts are. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, is, I'm banking on my mom not listening to this. Well, she wouldn't understand what you're saying anyway. That's Because you're not speaking Spanish. She's kind of losing her English as she lives in Peru now. <laughs> well, look. What can you do? Which is great. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. So, he uh, wrote this book called Being in Time. Guess what it's about? Um, it was definitely not about comforting your mom while no, she's it's not. fucking dying, you Nazi. Um, so he wrote this book called Being in Time, and here's his whole mission. His his main like philosophical concern is how Western philosophy has uh, ignored the question of being, like what is being. Um, what? Yeah. What do you think that means? I mean, I get what he's asking. I guess. What is he asking? What, what is you, being? What is what is existing? What is existing? Yeah. Yes. Okay, and he's saying that most of Western philosophy has sort of just ignored it. Hmm. And he's saying that the way that they've that they've ignored it, all the way back to Plato, uh, is basically like they ask, "Well, what is being?" Um, well, we do know that there are these things that exist, and then they start talking about the things that exist, and they try to find essences for the things that do exist. So they're like, "Well, there's human beings. What are human beings? The essence of humanity is this carbon-based life forms." Yeah. Sure. Or, or they're like H two O. Well, you want to hear a funny story? Sure. Always. So, Plato and... Uh, that is funny. <laughs> that's not a story. Oh. <laughs> I didn't finish the story. Well, you know, you're just so entertaining. Okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> so, what happens? So, Plato's hanging out? So, Plato's hanging out, and he's hanging out with uh, his other students slash victims, and he's uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, they're arguing about what is the essence of man. 
You know, what is what is humanity? <laughs> a fucking cold beer on a Saturday night, brother. Yeah, brother. All uh, right, brother. The man. No, he says, so the, the answer they come up with is, uh, well, man is, uh, um, what is it? A, uh, a featherless, uh, two-legged animal that walks upright. Yeah. Okay. And this guy, Diogenes. Do you remember Diogenes? Mm-hmm. We talked about him. All right, he's he's uh he's a troll. He's he's philosophy's first troll. Yeah. So he walks in with a plucked chicken, and he goes, "Behold, I give you man." And then the chicken starts <laughs> running around. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's probably like the world's first comic too. He's pretty funny. Anyway, I got a riddle for you. Okay. I, in the morning, I walk on four legs. Yep. In the afternoon. I walk on two legs. Mm-hmm. At night, mm-hmm. I walk on three legs. Yeah. What am I? So, unless you have a like a jokey answer for this, this is man. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. You solved the riddle. <laughs> Do you ever think that riddle's kind of bullshit, though? Because I heard that riddle my whole life, well, and it sucks because you don't... I mean, it's just hyper-metaphorical because when you say, like, morning... So the the answer is it's man because it's like when you're a baby you crawl on four legs. Yes. Uh, when you're you know an adult you walk on two legs. Yeah. And then when you're very old you're walking on three legs and then the leg is a cane. Is a cane and but, two legs. But let me let me tell you this though. Yeah. No, it's bullshit. Hands I agree. aren't legs when yeah, you're a baby. Hands aren't legs. First of all, the more like your youth isn't the morning. You're no. not like a baby for four hours. Yeah. And then a cane isn't a leg. <laughs> so that whole thing yeah. is dumb. Yeah, it's bullshit. I agree. It's retarded. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. So, good. But yeah, you got I the answer right, though. I know, because I've heard the exact But let me ask you that. Would, would you have known that if you had, didn't know the answer? No, I wouldn't, because it's a bullshit Because it's dumb, right? Yeah, 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 It's like half of the fucking shit we've learned about. It's all shit that only makes sense because someone already told you it. If you just read that, you just go, well, okay, what does this mean? But you had these professors who interpreted things and let you know what it meant. But these it's aren't fucking... riddles. This, they mean this literally. Philosophy is mostly riddles. No, it's not. They're riddles that you try to solve. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> to be or not to be. That's literature. That's kind of a riddle. Yeah, but it's not philosophy. I mean, it's... If you think about it... There's philosophy behind it, but yeah. that's that's that that line is from Shakespeare. No. You know, some people say he was, you know, English, the English language's finest philosopher. No, no one ever says that. I, <laughs> who people say, said that? Mick. Who? Mick. He's a guy who comes into my bar. His girlfriend works there. Her name's Eve. They're real nice. Uh-huh. He says it all the time. Well, he's got philosophical ideas, but he's not a philosopher. Well, he's tell, a playwright. Well, tell it to Mick. So, hold on. Fine. Bring Nick, Mick or Nick? Mick. Mick? His name's obviously Mick. Bring Mick in here. Oh, his name's Mitch. Oh, so you don't even know his name. I don't even know the guy's name. We don't talk very often. <sighs> All right. There are people who come into my bar that I have been serving for five years, and I don't know what their names are, and it's too late for me to ask them, because it's That's been okay. half I a decade. I just learned that the guy at Mugshots, who knows everybody's name, yeah, his name is Devin. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that for a long time. Oh, I don't know their names. Well, he always calls me Ben by my name, and I have to be like, hey, man. Well, you know, but you know why? Because you give him a fucking credit card that has a name on it. I just never bothered to look at these guys' credit cards. Oh, well, I don't know. But anyway, I know that guy's name now. 
Look, okay. we got to get back to, to Heidegger. As much okay. as I hate to, because he's a fucking Nazi. Well. Um, I'm going to use every opportunity to call him a Nazi. Well, <laughs> well he's literally a Nazi. He's literally he's not, a Nazi. It's not even, you're not even making a, a value judgment. That's yeah, just, yeah. No, it's a fact. I'm just stating a fact. Card-carrying member of the Nazi card-carrying party. card-carrying member of the Nazi party. Just like party. Martin Urbano. Yeah. <laughs> just like Martin Urbano. Confused young man. Yeah, very confused young man. Just like Hitler. Yeah. Now, um, let's see. Where were we? Oh, yeah. So, being. Okay. Okay. So, this is really important to him. And he is trying to uh, come to this understanding of, like, how do we... What is what is the meaning of being? What does being mean? Like, when you say that something is something, or something yes. exists, what does that mean? Um, what does I it would, mean to exist? To exist, I think, as far as our understanding, would probably in, uh, involve some sort of um, physical mm-hmm. being. Okay. As far as we understand it. Now, you could make the argument, well, what about love? Yeah, that, does that, love exist? It does, but it's that's a thing that is a, uh, uh, what do you call? It's a concept or an idea. Yes, but I think as far as what this guy's trying to say, maybe, that involves a physical thing. Okay, you don't well, know what happens after you, after, after you die. But he's not talking about that, though. Oh, well, he, then I don't know. Well, he's well, no, but I, I mean, you raise an interesting point that the, yeah. your point about love, right? He, yes, he, he believes that love exists. Where is the love? Where is the love? Where right. is it? Where does love? Where Where is love? When you say you love somebody, where is that love? Your heart. In your heart? Is your it really fucking heart? Is it really in the heart, though? I don't know. I mean, like poetically, we speak of love being from from the heart, yes. right? Or we associate symbolically love with the heart. I wonder why. I don't know why. Why do we? Because heart is the heart. What is the heart? Literally, what is the heart? What's well, the thing that it beats in your ch- fucking chest? Yeah, it's a muscle that in your pumps blood. Sweet chest that that pumps blood throughout your sweet fucking body. <laughs> that hot body. Yeah, that hot that rocking bod. body. Yeah, a heart keeps your rocking body rocking. Yeah, it, it, it keeps your body rocking. <laughs> yeah, a heart keeps your rocking body rocking. That's Big deal. That sounds like it's a heart. Yeah, <laughs> that actually sounds like like a that's a. Oh man, that's a really good lyric for like a crazy like like early rock song, like a nineteen 19- from like the fifties, yeah, yeah, like a fifties rock song. Uh, like one two three clock, your heart keeps body, yeah, rocking yeah. Or something like that. Told me not to mess around, but my rocking body keeps rocking down. <laughs> yeah. Move it on over, move it on over, my rocking body, my rocking body. <laughs> I guess it's more country, but yeah, yeah. Well, that's a little Johnny Cassius. He's a little. Then he kind of a hybrid of rock. And well, Hank Williams, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Hank Williams. That's all right. All right. Anyway, so the so uh, what is being? What does this fucking guy think it is? So okay, so here, so here's what he says. He says being is uh, basically it's this thing that like can't be conceptualized because it, it it exists before uh, whatever schema we use to conceptualize different objects in the world. All right. Right. Uh, so it's he says it's something that we understand, but in a pre-scientific way. So anything that you understand by like you understand its parts, or you understand like where its idea comes from, or whatever, he says that that's kind of scientific because you're able to analyze it, you're able to break it down into parts, and you're able to sort of understand like what makes it up. But nothing can be understood in any way. Uh, without it being couched in the notion of being, right? It yeah. has to exist first to be able to be understood. Dang. Okay? 
This is very crude. This is a very crude way to describe it because it's very, very hard to describe. No, I like that. I okay. think that makes sense. Um, so he says that our understanding of being is something that we do understand in some way. Or, or, or he uses the term grasping. We're able to grasp it in some way. Even if we don't understand it. Like we can't explain it to one another. I can't, I, I can't tell you what being is. But when I say being, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So that's what he says is, is important. And that's, that's the only way we can start to try to analyze what being is. Hmm. Okay. So you're saying it's being, <laughs> he's saying it's, it's almost inherently known. It's inherently known in some way. But you don't, there's just, we lack the vocabulary to, uh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Man, this guy. Yeah. Too bad he so, was a Nazi. Too bad he's a fucking Nazi. Yeah. This is something that I wanted to talk about. Actually, so I was sort of like, I didn't really want to talk about this guy because he's a Nazi. But then I started reading him and then I realized that this is actually very pertinent to some issues that we have to work out on our own. Yeah. And how much you just love white supremacy? Well, no. How much we love... So I wanted to get to this. I don't know if we'll get to it, but the... Let's get to it. Go. Well, the idea of like, what do you do with... um, What do you do with like art or thought or the works of people who led bad lives i don't i think about this all the time yeah so do i and i wanted to get to this but like the thing about uh you know like louis ck coming out as this fucking pervert yeah i thought he was very funny i still think he's very funny he was a hero yeah to many many people so how do you reconcile how good he he was in terms know. of his art i don't know i have no his, fucking with idea. his personal life i think what you do in certain cases is because there's levels and that I goes think. back all, to all sorts of people. What do you do with Jimmy Page, knowing that he fucked fourteen-year-olds? You know, I don't know. I I, th- I think I think it's a case and case by case basis. I, th- I think there's some people. It is a case by case basis. There's but some there people who some do kind of. There should be some kind of like you know list of of rules or or guidelines on like how do you deal with this now? It's something that we you deal with. You have to so deal with this the th- now. The thing about it is is, is it, it it depends upon the what they did and what their reaction to it is. So. <clears throat> In the case of someone like him, with with this Louis C.K. character, I think what you do is you go, man, I really like this guy's stuff, but you just move on. Mm-hmm. You just go, there's other people out there. You move on. You move so on. You say what? What does that mean? You just go, I, you know, I consumed, I consumed so much of that guy's stuff. Mm-hmm. There, there were moments where where I watched his show that I felt so connected to it that if I was a paranoid schizophrenic, I would mm. think this guy was in my fucking brain. Yeah. There's moments in that show that have happened to me that I'm yeah. like, well, this is fucking, this is my life that he's talking about. Yeah. So it really, so it really resonated with me. And so I can take that and I can go, you know what? I, I had this experience with this, uh, with, with, with this, with this artistic output mm-hmm. and I can just go, you know what? I got great memories of it. I've seen that guy live so many times. Mm-hmm. Great, great memories of it. And you can go, that's cool. And you can still enjoy that, but you got to You move- can enjoy the memory of it. Yes, the memory of it. can you enjoy the actual content ever again? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe in a few years, if you ever go back and listen to it. I think what's going to happen is when you go back and listen to some of that stuff, you're going to go, oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, you for were sure. trying to tell us <laughs> that you were sick. You were trying. Everyone wants it's to be sicko. People want to be caught. People like like uh, That's an interesting serial point. killers. Their whole thing is they want to be noticed. They want to be caught. There's so many serial killers who they uh, they want to be they want to be known. They want to be famous. It's like the whole thing earlier we talking about the Unabomber, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, that'd be interesting to talk about. But no, that guy wants us to talk about him. He wants us. He has a manifesto that he wants everyone to read. Yeah. So he blows shit up, and so you can't reward that. So there's things like that. 
So then there's other but, things. Okay, so yeah, yeah it, but but there, how do you know that what Louis C.K. wanted us to what reward his waving his dick at women? Maybe because, not reward it, but but he wants us to know. Well, the, so the, the, that's two different things. The Unabomber wanted us to talk. So so us talking about him is is in a weird way rewarding his uh, murderous uh, behavior. Um, I think, I mean, if I can play armchair psychologist, whatever, with with this uh, with 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 Louis, I think it's 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 a part of him wanted to be caught because he talked about jerking off all the time. Yeah, all the and time. And he had so many routines about about it. Apparently, in that movie, that but how, you, how co- would you ever know that? How would you ever know that that's what he was talking about before he? That's what I'm saying. Was actually confirmed. That's what I'm saying because so many of us fucking jerk off all the time. Right, but he has a, a, apparently you just don't do it in front of like you know. Horrified women, women who yeah. Open, who has, open for us, or right? Um, I think. I th- well, no, but he apparently in his movie that will probably well, never see the light of we'll day. He literally yeah. there's a scene where there's a guy masturbating in front of horrified people. Yeah. So it's like this guy was screaming at us that <laughs> he needs help. <laughs> screaming at us. So there's Kinda, that, yeah. but I think it depends on your response to it. So this <laughs> fucking Heidegger guy, Heidegger. Could have been. I, can't, I, I hate that I have to correct it, but it's. it's well, I hate that. I hate that hate exists, Ben. What what can you do about Heidegger. it? Heidegger. Heidegger. More like it. <laughs> we got him. And it depends upon your reaction to it. So this fucking guy, whose name I can't say, mm-hmm. never apologized. Didn't seem to think it was that big a deal. Mm-hmm. So you go, oh well, this well, is that's bad. The thing. That's you- complicated. However, okay, look at this. You, so everyone likes to do this bit where they talk about how John Lennon. Like uh, John Lennon beat up or allegedly beat up his wife or something. You just hear about how John uh, John Lennon was this abusive guy. I don't know anything. I don't know many details about it. Um, I don't know exactly what the story is. I don't think anyone seems to. Well, maybe maybe someone does. I don't know. But it seemed. What's his reaction to that? You see in interviews with him later on in his life where he's like, oh yeah, I was like a young dude doing terrible things. And that's why now as a fucking, you know, 40 year old man, Who's uh, this, John Lennon, John Lennon, the singer songwriter. He was like, now that I'm this older guy, that's why I'm all about preaching peace and love and, and all this stuff. Oh really? Yeah. So the thing with him is that mm. he, it doesn't, that doesn't, uh, you know, excuse him though. No, but I'm saying his response. I think I think you can still enjoy his art because he goes, "Yeah, dude, I'm a human. I did some fucked up shit, and now I'm trying to make up for it." Mm-hmm. And well, could you say that the stuff he was saying influenced millions of people? Could influence the shit out of uh, my mom just 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 for thinking. I know for a fact yeah. that the things that he said uh, about uh, uh, you know harmony and peace and shit. Uh, resonates with people. So, does that excuse what he did? No, it doesn't make up for it. No, but you can still go. It's still good. There's he, still a good. There's that, still that comes from it. That that comes that comes from his art, not his behavior. From his art, they're two separate things. Yeah. So it depends on what you're doing. I think. Now, if Paul, if it came out that you know Paul McCartney got his artistic influence by you know uh, fucking dogs <laughs> against their will. Then maybe we can't listen to yesterday anymore. Yeah, but and then your da- your dad comes out in a black robe and murders and he, him. And he goes and he goes. You have to take Paul McCartney by the head and you yeah. <laughs> dunk it in very shallow water until and he stops moving. Right before he does it, he goes. I just want you to know I'm a big fan. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then he kills the greatest songwriter of the uh, 20th century. <laughs> Good job, Dad. What can you do? <laughs> so I think I think I think it, I think it depends. I think there's levels to it. 
um, depends upon a wide variety of things. So, and it sucks because there's people, there's people like, uh, there's people that, that I grew up listening to, um, like the Opie and Anthony show was like the best radio show of all time. It oh, was yeah. just the best radio show. Who, Anthony is the one. Who's, Anthony yeah, is the huge racist. So yeah, you listen to old, I saw, I go back and listen to their old radio show stuff and you kind of go like, I think especially as a comic, you have a thing where you go, well, these are just jokes. We're just joking. Yeah. We're just fucking around. We're just joking. Mm-hmm. And then now in his later day claims of, you know, uh, how he feels about, you know, the blacks. Yeah. You kind of go back and listen to it and you go, I don't know if these are jokes and yeah. it kind of changes things and it, it sucks. It, does. it retroactively, sucks. Like it retroactively changes your memories. It changes your memories and it changes. Which their, is a really fucked up art. thing to do in yeah. a way, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's not something that they, that, it's not something that they may be intended in the first place, but that's what ends up happening. Yeah. That your memories get changed. Mm-hmm. And Isn't so that weird? It's like, insane. Yeah. It's an insane thing to have happened to a human being where like you look back and you go, oh, this thing that I remember that happened in the past that I have this fond memory of is now completely changed. Yeah. And it's totally different now. So this guy's like the Anthony Cumia of philosophers. Kind of. Yeah. Where, He's where, the where, Anthony Cumia of philosophers. Where you go. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Your chosen profession <laughs> is something that you're so undeniably talented at, and it was the yeah. thing you're put like 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 Martin Heidegger is the Anthony Cumia of philosophers. Anthony Cumia was put on this planet to be <laughs> on the radio. He just was. Yeah. He's that good at it. Right. And then he's just he's just so unbelievably talented at it. And then you look at some of the stuff now and you just go, Oh uh, well shit. Yeah. But what can you do? I don't know. I don't I don't know what the answer is beyond it kind of depends. It depends upon words and action. I don't know because it, it depends on so much stuff. I think we need to get a little bit more into Heidegger's stuff, and we can circle back to this. Let's talk about Anthony Cumia. <laughs> the Anthony Cumia of does, philosophy. Yeah, he's a philosopher. He does a really great Andrew Dice Clay impression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sounds just like him. What if he did that? What if Martin Heidegger did a great, just the best <laughs> hickory dickory doc? Oh, philosophy was sucking my. <laughs> That fucking guy. Yeah. I don't even know how to begin with the with, dice man. With the dice man? So this fucking guy, so he's talking about being, he's talking about the deep shit. He's talking about the deep shit. Dang. Oh, there was a, oh man, there was a point that you made that directly reminded me of Heidegger's philosophy too. Well, what I can't remember it? what it, I can't remember what it is. We'll probably, I'll probably stumble upon it as we talk about it. Oh, okay. All right. So he's talking about being, he's talking about how, uh, uh, so uh, being is uh, this thing that we have some sort of access to, but we can't articulate what that access is. So he goes, well, philosophy's job is to articulate what that access to being is. Okay. What is, what is the meaning of being? But he says that most philosophers just ignore that. And he goes, I'm trying to bring that back. I'm trying to bring that. That's his whole mission. He's trying to bring back that idea of we're supposed to be trying to figure out what the meaning of being is. Now, this, this is a field of, of philosophy called ontology. Ontology is the study of being. Um, and so he says, well, we have to articulate the question. What exactly is the question that we're asking? Um, and so he starts asking, what is a question? What's the story, Morning Glory? Kind of. Basically, he gets into this whole thing where Wonder he talks Ball. about how... Um, yes, it's from Oasis. It's okay. yeah, the band. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Apologize to our listeners. I'm sick, so I'm coughing off mic a couple yeah, times. Apologize to me for coughing, getting your sickness all over my precious microphone. Your precious microphone that yeah. you in the corner of your fucking hut? 
Hut. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fair enough. What is what is Pizza Hut's new fucking? Oh, hot from the hut. Oh, gross. Yeah, hot from the hut. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Okay, so here's some hot pizza. Ugh. Oh, from our hut. Oh, we got a hut filled with it. It's filled with pizza. Um, give me pizza. No, I was. I, you know, I will say this about 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 them. Uh-huh. Honestly, nobody out pizzas the hut. So I'm just telling you. Do you are you a are you a hut man or a, no? Fuck them. Why well, oh. I, I don't I don't know if I'm an anything man anymore because I I loved Domino's and the last few times I've had it I've, I've been I've been let down uh-huh. and betrayed. So now I'm an East Side Pie. You're an East Side Pie guy. Well, that, uh, I'm glad that the corporate shit has become so bad that it's forced you to. Which I don't understand. Be a local boy. They have so much more money. Yeah, should be a lot better. Well, they have so much so many more locations. And so many more. I mean, they're stretched pretty thin. I guess. Hmm. Anyway, I'd love to be stretched thin. Ugh. Gotta lose. I gotta get my life together. Just carrying around an extra hundred and twenty pounds, just walking through life, sludging around. You know, walking in snow uphill. That's what it feels like. In my body. When I walk around, we, I live in, it, we live in Texas. There's no snow. I know, but that's what it feels like. Me walking around in my bod, my hot bod. Yeah, you're rocking my, bod. My rocking bod as as your been, heart pumping blood. As it hasn't been rocking lately. This rock and bod. It's uh-huh. just mostly just smooth jazz. <laughs> it just feels like I walk around. And it just feels like I'm walking uphill in snow. Okay. Towards death. Oh, towards death. Yeah. Okay. Here's what's important about being. What? All right. So, basically, he gets to this point where he starts, starts talking about how being... The only way that we can really understand being is we have to interrogate beings. What the? Which is uh, how German does that sound? Too? Yeah, that sounds incredible. Yeah, we have German. to interrogate. We beings. must interrogate the beings. Yeah, we oh, have to interrogate no. all beings. Oh no! Deinen papers, deine Papieren, <laughs> deine Papieren. Um, you have to ask for their papers, right? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so yes, you have to interrogate beings. And he, but what he means by that is basically like we have to find what is the one being that has the the most access to being itself. And who would you say that is? The individual. Close. I don't know. The Jews. No. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, humanity. Being, human being. Yeah. Human being has, uh, the, has the most intimate access to being itself. And why is that? Because human beings are the only type of being for which being is an issue. Being, we're the only beings in the world that care about being. Right? Sure. Because you think about... Look at fucking stupid-ass Tim. Look at him. Look at Tim the cat. idiot. Yeah. He doesn't give a shit about being. He just gives a shit about licking his own arms. Like, what he if does. I just started licking my arm? I'd tell you to leave. Yeah, right? But we don't... We just let him stay. Yeah, obviously, let, he doesn't give a shit about being. We let this fucking cat get, get away with a lot of stuff. L- so much. Sometimes I'll be in the he's back... So stu- look at him. He's looking at us. He's not, he's not even looking at me. He's looking, like, off to my side. Sometimes I will be in the bathroom getting it done... Yeah. And the cat, Tim the cat, is so lonely mm-hmm. and is so in need of companionship yeah. that he will stick his entire arm underneath the door and, like, paw at me. Yeah. W- while you're is, shitting? Yeah. And it's the most haunting thing ever <laughs> to be sitting there shitting and having a cat reach out for you underneath the door. Mm-hmm. And, like, he'll, he'll never come close to me. But he yeah. tries so hard. He gets his whole fucking arm in he there. He just needs to know you're there. I don't know what he needs, but he, he needs a, psycholo- a cat psychologist. Yeah. 
But anyway, one thing that he doesn't need is to know what being is. No, he doesn't. You think he ever can see? You think he considers that? He's yeah. too busy pawing at shitting men. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but but we we consider being pretty important, right? Mo- the the average human being awesome. wonders why we're here. Yeah, wonders why we're put here if we're only gonna die. Dude, I'm just here to fucking crush libs. <laughs> crush libs. I'm owning libs left okay, and right. Okay, but what happens when you crush all the libs? I don't want to even think about that. What happens? Then I'll weep like Alexander, for there are no more libs left to own. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'll do. (laughs) Weep. Um, But then, okay, so your understanding of yourself, your understanding of what what means the most to you is Uh gone, right? Right, forever. Okay. So then that means that there may as well not be a you. You may as well just, you know, drift away with the wind. Uh, give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost with Heidegger and drift away. <laughs> okay. So, we are, so our beings are the only beings that uh, care about the fact that we exist, right? Yeah. Okay. So, he calls, he categorizes that type of being as Dasein. What? Dasein. <laughs> That's what you said last time I said this. Oh, really? Yeah. It's a Dasein. You go, what? infuriated <laughs> both times for no reason. Okay. So, Dasein is German for uh, being there. Um, and uh, that's a literal German translation is being there. Yeah. Or there being. Um, and he says that humanity is, uh, or human beings are uh, characterized by this type of being. It's called Dasein. Dasein uh, is... Uh, the only type of being Isn't that, that Peter Sellers movie. What being there? Oh yeah. Well, it's a that's that's a novel by Jersey Kosinski. And they made it into a movie. And they made it into a movie with Peter Sellers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very good. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> so Dasein. I've never seen it. Neither have I. <laughs> Wanted to bring it up, but yeah. I knew what it was. I think I've seen like one scene of it. How was it? It was fine. Right. It was Peter Sellers. He's he's magnetic. Um. So <laughs> you're drawn to oh, him. Yeah. Uh, he's a very good actor. He had a big problem with uh, uh, n- literally not knowing who he was. He's a very interesting dude. Hmm. Um. But anyway. Um, did you first? Of all, I have to talk about this since we met, mentioned it. Did, did you know this about Peter Sellers? That he was such a good mimic and such a good like. Uh, he was so good at impressions that he like, <laughs> he lost himself. Oh, really? In all of his impressions, so he 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 had this huge like neurotic thing where he didn't have his own personality. Oh, interesting. Because he would just mimic other people. Huh? Yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. Very weird. He was that talented. He was so talented in mimicking other people that he lost himself in them. Yeah, kind of a sad guy. From yeah, what I can a very understand. sad guy. Kind of a uh, disturbed guy. Mm-hmm. Not disturbed, but definitely like a uh, very interesting actor and artist. When the James Bond spoof, I think he just literally wanted to be James Bond. Yeah, like he didn't want to do it funny. He yeah. wanted to be a serious James Bond. It's like, dude, right. you're the Pink Panther. Right. Hey, Peter Sellers, mm-hmm. you're literally the Pink Panther. Yeah, that's who you are. Yeah. And that's all you'll ever be. <laughs> now he's dead. Bitch. Okay, we have to talk about this. So we keep talking about death. Yes. And how... The great equalizer. The great equalizer. And you can't be anything more after death. No. Right? Unless you're Jesus Christ. So that's where the time part comes in being in time. Oh, yes. Okay. Part two. So he says that Dasein is, in particular, as as a being or as a type of being, it's 
the only being that's defined by or that defines itself by time because Dasein is the type of being that defines itself by what what Heidegger calls the horizon of time that time is the horizon that that justifies being and so Dasein has to has two problems one is it knows that it exists uh-oh and therefore cares that it exists and the other problem is that it's it's a ticking time bomb of existence oh shit it's a I don't like that at all it's the only type of being that knows that time is running out for it because Whoa. of our mortality and this is design design yeah i saw design <laughs> And it made me know that I was gonna die. I got really sad, so I invented philosophy. Basically. So Dasein Ace invented... Ace of Bass. <laughs> the band's called Ace of Bass. From Sweden. Yeah, from Sweden. Sweden. Um, so Dasein invented philosophy because it knew it was gonna die. That is really chilling. <laughs> so this is what I'm talking about. This is this fucking philosophy is actually like crazy interesting. Yeah. Like how do you What do you do now? You know you exist. You know you have to make something of yourself. You have to define yourself somehow. And then oh wait, oh no. I only have so much time to do it. Yeah. And here's what's what's worse. <laughs> the upshot is I don't know how much time I have. Yeah, it's not like a... Uh, I could... Yeah. Time could be up tomorrow. I could die tomorrow. Yeah. So I only have 24 hours to make my life meaningful. Yeah. Well, that's how I feel. You know, every... Uh, I wake up uh, petrified. I'm like, this could be it, Dean man. Get out mm -hmm. of bed. Live my life. End of the day. Crawl into bed. Do you really do that every time you get up? No. Okay, I was going to say, if you did do that, that would be a great way to, to live. No. I just wake up and go, well, my bones hurt. Yeah, and most people, most people wake up and they, think, and they think, oh, I have all the time in the world. Yeah. And that's, you know, there's a huge element of denial there because no one has all the time in the world. No. We're all going to die. Yeah. We all, have, we all have a clock. That's just ticking constantly. Yeah. While we're sleeping, while we're awake. Mine's going in double time. No, your, yours is not going any faster than anyone else's. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe it is. Yeah. Like, if you don't, if you don't like treat your diabetes and you just go and just. You well, know, I'm, I'm literally drinking beer with you at four thirty well, in the true. afternoon. So I, yeah. Now I feel bad for giving you a beer, but um. <laughs> well, you should. Um, but you know, if you're not, if my you, nephew's gonna grow up without a godfather because of you. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> yeah. See? That's philosophy for you, bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, man, philosophy's fun. <coughs> yeah, Make your is. friends feel bad. Yeah, see, now you then like you, it. Then you drink their beer. You know what? Anyway. I'll, I'll feel bad. I, I will gladly feel bad if you think philosophy is fun. <laughs> 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 That's all I want. I just want you to think philosophy is cool. Yeah, which is weird because it's ruined your life. Oh, yeah. I can't get it back. Your pursuit of philosophy. No, I love philosophy. Yeah? I love it. I just love owning libs. I, I love owning libs, too. Yeah. That's why we get along. Yeah. So, how do we, so how, so how do we wrap this up? How, what's our final thoughts on this guy? Um, it's, the same, it's the same shit with, like, uh, Louis C.K. and fucking John Lennon and... Anthony you know, Cumia and, and all Anthony these... Cumia. I mean, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. 
Like I don't no. have I don't have an answer for the Nazi part of him. I mean, he he wasn't. Well, well, hold on. So his his embrace of Nazism, his embrace the of Third Nazism. Reich. What was it? Was he embracing it because he loved it, or was it one of those things we talked about earlier where they were like, "Hey, like we're in power now. You gotta back us up." It was a bit. It was a bit of he didn't. He, he, I don't think he. Here's what. Here's what'll clear it up. My well, opinion. Clear is a cell. I don't think he was an anti-Semite. No. I don't think he hated Jews. Obviously, mm. he didn't hate Jews because he loved fucking them. Wow. Um, he uh, loved one part of them. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he sure. Did. Well, two: the vag and the mouth. I guess, yeah. And the boobs, which is the third. Part. Oh yeah. Or is that four parts? No, you you consider them one. You consider them one. Yeah. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. I'm a philosopher Pat Dean over yeah, here. Yeah, I'm a philosopher of boobs. <laughs> um, I know a lot about tits. <laughs> uh, ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, I love tits. <laughs> Jake Flores over here. Oh, that was yeah. kind of a Jake Flores. <laughs> oh, I love, oh, oh, I love oh, tits. I never heard him talk about tits. I don't know if he's a tit man. Maybe we'll ask him. Yeah. Hey, you know Jake. Are you a tit man? You know, Jake, I'll, I'll ask him. Are you a him Jewish tit man or are you I, a Jewish ass man? When I see him in two weeks headlining the Velveeta Room. The comedy club I book, inexplicably. Yeah, inexplicably. I have no experience. I don't know why I was given the job. I don't know what I'm doing. I just show up and Good I go... Good luck, man. I just show up and I, I go, well... Best. I go, well, I guess this guy's funny. Maybe you'll like him. And then sometimes people don't. And I go, well... That's pretty funny. I tried. My roommates... Oh, I don't mean uh, him. Up. I don't mean in reference to him, yeah. Yeah. I just mean in general. You know, sometimes anyway. what'll happen is you'll put somebody up and you go, oh, this person's really funny. I like this person. And then no one thinks they're funny and you in the crowd. And you just go, oh, shit, that's kind of on me. Well, has that happened yet? On the open mics. The open mics don't matter. Who no. cares? No, that's, good. that's a good point. I killed at the open mic. You did very well. Mm, I know. Congrats. <laughs> Must be nice. Yeah. Um, how do we wrap this up? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think we wrap it up by saying, so this, so hold on, but so, so. You're at, we you asked me a question. How is, yeah. is he, uh, okay, so what, what do I think about him? Was he, was he an, um, uh, someone who embraced it because he had to? I mean, yeah, I mean, you here's said, what I think. Said here's what I think. Do you want, here's what I think. Go. Okay. He wasn't a Nazi. He probably wouldn't have been a Nazi if it never, like, if, if it never was forced on him. He uh, got himself into a position where he was, um, you know, moving up the ranks of, uh, the university system in Germany. You have to kind of understand the historical context of the university system in Germany, even before Nazism. Uh, the way it worked was like, you know, it was like a, a, a master apprentice sort of relationship. Yeah. And he got to a point where he was like, you know, he finished his apprenticeship and he was like this guy who, uh, you know, he was a lecturer. He, he had his own like circle of students he was considered a very brilliant philosopher. Uh, he wrote "Being in Time," like this, this his main like magnum opus. Yeah, before the Nazis ever took power. So the philosophy that he ex- expounded on, um, in that book, I think is legit and not colored or um, compromised by. Uh, you know, Nazism or or whatever his involvement with Nazism would have been. Hmm. Okay, so there's that. Uh, when he was already pretty established in the university system, he was given this choice by the Nazis when they took power. You know, did you do you want to continue 
you know, in your cushy university position, or do you want to, uh, or, I mean, like, like I said earlier, like he didn't have a choice really. Like you either give us lip service Lip service or um, <laughs> Ben just pantomimed sucking a dick, a hard dick. Um. For those of you listening and not watching, I'm the only one watching right now. Ben said lip service and then uh, proceeded to pretend to, ha- uh, to have oral sex with a with yeah. a erect penis. Yeah, why not? Um, either either that or <laughs> why not do it? Why not? I thought it was funny. Who's it time. hurting? Who's it hurting? Yeah, who's it no hurting? one. Um, it's not even a real dick. It's <laughs> yeah. a fake dick. You weren't even actually sucking anything. And even if it was real, you'd, you'd be giving this guy a great afternoon. <laughs> Saturday, 5 o'clock. Yeah. It's DS. Are you kidding me? It's a happy, great time. Happy New Year, you know? Happy New Year. <laughs> um, or uh, he could have just uh, said, you know what? I don't want any part of this. And uh, just done what a lot of other German non-Jewish academics did, which is like, this is bullshit. I'm not going to have any part of this. And they left their careers there. Yeah. Um, it, but he didn't do that. And he didn't do that because I think most of all, most of anything, I think he had a big ego about him. He had this huge ego. Oh, he had to be the man in charge. He had to be the man in charge. He had to be the guy who kept going regardless of who was in power. He couldn't have, he couldn't stand like not being, uh, you know, recognized as this famous philosopher. And so he f- he figured, well, as long as someone thinks I'm a famous philosopher, that's great. Hmm. And then those people were the Nazis. And so he joined the Nazi party and he tried to like like fix his philosophy so it would best uh uh I, I don't know, like, you know, fit the na- Nazi ide- ideology. The Zeitgeist. The, well, not sort of. Yeah, yeah, that's one way of using that word, sure. Yeah. Um but uh you know, then it didn't work out. <laughs> he wasn't no. allowed to teach for five years. No. Um, so he went back. A thousand his... year thing. I know then six years. <coughs> That's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. The, the Hey, you said it'd be a thousand years. Well, how about six? It was 12 years. Bitch. Total. total. Oh, 12. Well, 33 to 45. Oh, yeah. I guess so. I was thinking 39 because I'm an idiot. No, it's okay. That's that's fine. That's the a good war. That's that's when they started the war. But World they were in power for a good six years before that. Um. But, uh, you know, once he got back into teaching, he started philosophizing again. Uh, he sort of went back to his roots. Uh, a lot of... Back a, to the real shit. What's that? Back to the real shit. Yeah, sort of back, sort of back to the real, real shit. And then a lot of people uh, who were influenced by him were people who were on the opposite side politically from him. So Sartre was a member of the French resistance. Um, and I think was tortured by the Nazis at one point. Whoa. Uh, and he wrote uh, "Being in Nothingness," uh, and was directly influenced by Heidegger. Hmm. Uh, uh, Jacques Derrida, who was uh, uh, a Jewish Algerian uh, French philosopher, who became real famous in the '60s and '70s. He died in 2004. Uh, he was directly influenced by Heidegger. Uh, he came up with this concept of deconstruction which is something that I want to talk about soon. I think that would be interesting. And he took that word from Heidegger's use of the word destruction, where Heidegger tried to destroy old metaphysics. Hmm. So anyway, he, he influenced a lot of people who should not have been influenced by a Nazi. But, huh, you know, interesting. That's, so that's what, that's what makes him very interesting and weird. 
Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Pretty weird guy. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well. Yeah, and I don't know how to finish that. Well, I mean, no one does. That's <laughs> yeah. the problem with being a human. Is yeah. That there's that's, what's, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Not uh, not always black. You know, some people it's say. black and white. Some people say, Ben, that there's no such thing as black and white. There's just shades of gray. It's mm-hmm. a saying I came up with. There's exactly 50, actually. Yeah, that's a good point. There's exactly 50 shades of gray. Yeah, there is. Mm-hmm. And they're all sexy. Yeah, they all involve me fucking your mom. Whoa, what the <laughs> hell? We were having a nice conversation, and you had to bring up you having intercourse with my mother? My mother, who's a saint. Madeline? Hey, she shouldn't have liked uh, John Lennon. <laughs> He's very problematic. I guess. Well, well. No, wait, hold on. I don't agree with you. This has nothing to do with one another. You just wanted to say you had intercourse with my mother. It's a little upsetting. Yeah, it's a little upsetting. Sorry, buddy. That's all right, man. Look, I, just, I, I did it for I did it for the joke. <laughs> hey, can I tell you something? I don't blame you. <laughs> Pat just winked at I me. Just winked at him. <laughs> all of you who are who are listening but not watching, Pat winked at me. So let's do this. Let's mm-hmm. tell the people again. Our friend Jim, uh, shithead ha- Jimmy, shithead Jim. You know, old Jimmy Two Shoes, gay Jim, gay Jim. Uh, you know, Jimmy the. Uh, yeah, Jimmy the Xenophobe. Uh, and of course, we're kidding. He's none of those things. He's just a man. You can Staring at a man. Staring at a man. <laughs> Wanting to suck his dick. No, well, what can you do? So, Jim S., you can find him on Instagram at Two Shoes Too Many. <laughs> two Shoes Please Too Many. Please follow him and send him a direct message and say, I heard about you on I Learn Nothing. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, say fuck you, say dude. Say fuck you, Jim. Um, what else? People can find us on Twitter. You're at Gristleporn on Twitter. I'm at Gristleporn. That's G-R-I-S-T-L-E-P-O-R-N. I'm at Pat Dean. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Yep. And so I did the math. Uh, you know, we, we brought up Jake Flores earlier. Yeah. Unfortunately, he was at the Velveeta Room, the comedy club that I, again, completely inex- inexplicably now book and manage. Yeah. He was at it the week before. That this podcast comes out. This week is, is our friend Abby Rosenquist. Oh, okay. She's very oh, funny. Like timing it out? Yes. Yes. So you should Abby go. Abby Rosenquist is very funny. She's hilarious. So you should go to the Valve to watch her. Jake Flores was very funny. He was. I'm As I remember. He fucking better have been. When I saw when I saw him. I'm paying him. He fucking yeah. better have been. Well, I'm not paying him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Michael and Shannon are paying him. I right. I just told him to come out. <laughs> um, so yeah, you should you should follow us on those things. We're on we're on Twitter at I Learn Nothing on at Twitter. Nothing. But there's still this controversy about our Instagram. It's very controversial. So uh, basically. As controversial as supporting the Third Reich to as keep the Third Reich. So uh, it's funny you should say that, Pat, because... Third uh, Reich? This, more like Third Wrong. Third Wrong. We're, Three uh, strikes and you're out, Hitler. So much uh, much bitch. like uh, the Israeli Mossad, we are hunting down this Nazi yeah. who owns I Learned Nothing on Instagram. We can only right. assume he's a Nazi. We can only assume he's a Nazi. Uh, so we're hunting him down. We will find him. This pig fuck. Uh, and uh, we will we will send him to justice. We will uh, murder him like the Israeli government murdered Adolf Eichmann. Um, until then, you can find us at I Learn Nothing Podcast on Instagram, and uh, you can see our exploits of justice on there. You know, I'm looking I'm, I'm looking up his I'm looking up Instagram in real time. I learn nothing. Um. I'm not seeing anything. 
Well, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I sure, I'm sure that uh, Instagram just, you know, won't show his pictures because they're mostly just no, Im- images. No, you know, I, you know, I think happened. What? I think you fucked up, and this whole time I learned nothing was available. It's not it wasn't showing available. Up. It's not showing up on my fucking Instagram. No. I think you just didn't do it, and you fabricated this whole thing. So you've been threatening some guy to come fight us at the RBM Food Mart at midnight, who doesn't even exist. No, so someone can take a fucking Instagram uh, profile and not add any pictures to it. No, no, I'm seeing nothing pop up, is what I'm saying. I'm searching for it. I learned... Hold on. Let me, let me try this again, because I swear to God, man... Try to it, ask for it. If it turned out that you... Just didn't do your due diligence. See, I'm not seeing anything. Just because it doesn't show, it could be a hidden. Uh, it could be a hidden account. <sighs> All right. Well, look. My point is that if I find out that you're fucking up, yeah. What happens? What are you gonna do? I'm gonna put you through the fucking meat grinder. Oh yeah, where you belong. Of what? An actual meat grinder. I'm gonna grind you up. You're gonna grind me up in yeah, a meat grinder. Yeah, I'm and then what are you gonna you. do with this podcast? I'm gonna I'm gonna serve it to Tim the cat. He's gonna eat it. He's gonna love it. And then what are we gonna do with this podcast? Mm-hmm. Fucking, I'll just get someone. I'll just get Who? someone else to do it. Edward Allen Butt. No, I'll just have John Raven do it. Oh yeah, that'll be great. Just just like hearing a, a series of needles sinking into skin. <laughs> That's all you're gonna hear. <laughs> Yeah, the man is a former heroin addict, <laughs> dude. I swear to God, the guy, the guy at the Velvet that we had this weekend is a gentleman named J- uh, Dave Lindo. He's mm-hmm. very funny, uh, Detroit guy, mm-hmm. and he was uh, on stage talking about how, like, he was like, "Yeah, you know, I'm, I've been clean for a number of years, but you know, you guys ever do heroin? I used to do heroin, and I, like, I honestly like I had to stop myself from being like, oh, do you know John?'" <laughs> They live in totally separate cities. How would they know each other? Entirely well, John Raven, the, the drug other. addict. You know? <laughs> what can you do? Look, thank you guys so heroin. much for listening to our fucking podcast. Please don't do heroin. Yeah, don't, don't do it. I'm sure it's fun. Honestly, I'm sure it must feel amazing. I kind of want to ask John about it, but I don't. I kind of am also conscious of the fact that you don't want to trigger people. Trigger him. I mean, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know what people's deals are. He seems pretty uh, okay, but who knows? Yeah. I just want to be like, so like, was it tight? And he was like, it was really tight. I, I, how could it not be? It's probably the tightest it's ever been. <laughs> it ruins lives. How yeah. could it not be amazing? Yeah. So anyway, find us on the social media. Hey, do us a, do us a favor, friends. Go to uh, uh, iTunes, leave a five-star review. Five-star well, review. Nothing. Uh, tell the people that you like it. Follow Jim S. on, on Instagram. Uh, check out our other podcast, the Lanalax Corporation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, fucking just live your life. Dasein. And old Dasein. <laughs>